I'm Yvette Mayer and this is the Lit Up and Liberated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm a corporate dropout with a 30-year background in marketing and advertising who, after a breast cancer-style wake-up call, realized I felt stuck and drained and longed to feel lit up and liberated. Forward to today and I am living that reality. I'm an online intuitive business coach with a multi-six-figure business living as a digital nomad and supporting my clients, my students and you to grow online businesses that are profitable, scalable and impact driven. If you're ready to feel lit up and liberated as you claim your place as a digital CEO, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Lit Up and Liberated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Yvette. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Whether you're new around here or one of my fabulous regulars, I'm so pleased you're here with me. I am bringing you a topic that I know is going to be hot on your heart because as entrepreneurs, it always is. And that is growing your audience right? And I hear from so many of my clients and women in general that it feels really hard to grow your audience and that there's all sorts of reasons that you kind of blame. Let's use the blame game. Like um, it's like a sea of the same. It's too competitive the algorithm sucks. Like, what am I doing wrong here? The algorithm is simply not working in my favor. If any of these are true for you, I can feel you nodding along with me. And please know you're absolutely not alone. It can feel hard. And yet, for us to truly thrive as business owners, we must persist. And Therefore, we need to really lean in and continue to explore how this can strengthen for us and also what specifically we can do in terms of taking actions that work and keeping very much aware of the actions we take and which ones generate a response is a big part of this. Like You're already showing up. I know you are. You're here with me listening, watching. Therefore, you're out there in the arena. I know that. And hats off to you because it's a tough arena. And yes, if you're newer to growing an audience online, you're going to find it more difficult than even five years ago when there were less people online that had um, a strategy that was working for them. But that doesn't mean that you can't create your own platform and become known as an expert in your field and a go-to resource online nor that the way you do things is wrong. In fact, the first thing I would say to you is the more authentically you, you are, the better. Because your people are going to resonate with you specifically. And you can't get it wrong if you come from this place of my way. And too often, I see people watching outside of themselves what is working, following the trends, moving in different directions that don't necessarily even light them up, that doesn't make them feel lit up and liberated, when in actual fact, by being true to themselves and what they enjoy, they will show up more potently and more consistently. And consistency is a big part of successfully growing your audience. So for today, 
I am actually going to give you my six most important elements in how you can take specific actions to grow your audience one at a time. And I'm hoping that you literally take action from this conversation because I want you growing your audience. So the first one is, please don't roll your eyes at me, is thoroughly understanding who you want in your audience. Now, I don't mean a broad women 25 to 45 who are in their first marriage. No, 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 no. I mean mindset-wise and literally what stage they are in a decision-making process in the specific arena that you are solving problems in or meeting desires in, right? So you need to be, I'm going to use the word very niche in how you think about your bullseye audience. Now, of course, media is mass. Even social media is mass. So you're always going to have kind of a dartboard of a broader audience. But I want you to really understand and get clear on who is in the middle of that bullseye. Who do you actually want to do business with? Because the best thing you can do is talk to that person directly and get to know them intimately, deeply, and when you're showing up with your audience creation strategy, which, let's face it, is also about humans and building connection with the right humans, then you will understand better what's on their heart, what's on their mind, what's keeping them awake at night, and that sets you up to create content that doesn't just connect, it ultimately converts. So that's number one. Um, And as part of that, you will stand for something when you expand this who am I talking to and about what. If you can get both of those aspects right, have a brand and and a kind of cohesive presence, be known for something that is far better than trying to what I call boil the ocean or go fishing out, you know, in the deepest ocean versus in a river filled with trout, right? You want to get smaller so that you stand out and you literally begin to create more connection regardless, regardless of if it's slower in terms of the number of people because who cares how big your audience is really? What you want is people that have a desire to work with you and buy from you. And you're better to have a smaller audience with a higher potential um, of a higher percentage of people that are actually interested in what you offer than have a massive audience with a really low percentage of people that are interested in what you offer. Far better. So, yes, we're talking about growing your audience, but I'd prefer us to consider it to be filling your audience or your community with the right people that are actually open and interested in what you have to offer. So that's number one, really getting specific around your who. Number two is knowing where they spend their time that is the priority for you to be active because, you know, we have a lot of things to balance as business owners and if we try and be in all platforms and have a consistent presence everywhere, it can get really overwhelming. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be everywhere but with a priority. And what I mean by that is, I'll give my own example, my priority platform is Instagram. 
So I create my content strategy for Instagram, but I do repurpose and I also show up on Facebook. Here I am. For the podcast listeners, I am also broadcasting this into the Facebook group and I use my personal Facebook group, uh, not group, my personal Facebook profile as well to market my business and I use LinkedIn. Now, quite often what I create for Instagram isn't relevant for all three, so I will absolutely have more cohesiveness and a more robust, well-rounded presence on the gram than I do in other environments. But overall, I'm making sure that I'm not reliant on any one platform with good reason. We rent this space. When we're showing up in an environment that another company owns, such as Facebook, Instagram, owned by the same business, LinkedIn, TikTok, those platforms, that opportunity could, let's fingers crossed it doesn't ever, disappear overnight. I I literally know people, there's actually a woman in my mastermind that I'm in, who had her Facebook for Business page out of nowhere deleted. And she built up a really significant pipeline. She was actively working with businesses that she was only connected through her Facebook for Business page. And it was turned off overnight. And it took her a lot of time to reconnect with the people she was actually working on. She's a designer. And to this day, Facebook has never relinquished or released back into the world that page for her. And she has no idea why. So this is the danger of when we're overly reliant on one platform. And it's why I believe diversification is really important. And, 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 and. Number three is even more important is moving the audience and community we, we build off of rented space and into our own email marketing list. Once we have those emails and we can contact our community directly, we're far better positioned to create persistent relationships that span the test of time that actually cannot disappear overnight. You, If you're new out of this, you may be like, but how? How do I get the audience from social media onto my email list? Well, A, yes, you need to have an email marketing platform set up. Absolutely. As a digital marketer, like you just do, right? You just do. And it is something that is like a gold mine in terms of insight, relationship, directness that will sorry, serve as a massive asset in your business over time. Now, how do you grow your email marketing list? With a thing we call lead, I was going to call it lead magnetism, that's one of my own terms for it, but a lead generation strategy, which is really about acquiring email addresses uh, so that you can build an ongoing relationship through your email marketing. And the way that we tend to do this is offer something of value to our ideal clients, a freebie. Now, the freebie can be a download. It could be an attendance at an event. There are so many different things that we can create that are free that people are willingly going to give our email their email addresses to us in exchange for that free offer. And 
as you create more and more uh, offers for your business, you will better understand, okay, what is an early step that is part of the journey of someone going from not knowing who I am to actually working with me? What is something that I can give them to really help the process, have them walking closer towards me and wanting um, to get to know me better as a business and to work with me ultimately or buy from me? That is a really great thing that you can offer as a freebie and build into a lead magnet. It's what they call a lead magnet. It's all very bro marketing, which I don't love. But it's important for us to talk about this because that is the most valuable strategy in terms of acceleration to growing your email list. And when you have a really good freebie, there also exists the opportunity to use something like Facebook ads to accelerate the distribution of that freebie. So I personally have a free digital product decision guide which is uh, I'm spending between $5 and $10 a day on Facebook ads. So every single day my email list grows. And not only that, because I've designed that particular freebie very much in align with Digital Product Academy to connect to the exact right humans who are considering creating a digital product at some point, I know that the people that say yes to that are that specific audience who I'm targeting with that product. Amazing, 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 amazing. And I hope this is making a lot of sense for you. Potentially you already have lead magnets out there in, in the world. This is a reminder to you that getting those people that are following you on social media to say yes to those freebies and actually forming a closer relationship that takes place off the rented space that is social media is highly desirable in terms of growing your audience. Another thing I would say on this movement to your email list is in addition to your Facebook ads, there are multiple places that you can start to promote your free offer uh, beyond social. So things like on your own personal uh, website, If you are on a podcast, for example, you can share it with the audience of that podcast. If you're interviewed by the press, and we're going to talk more about collaborations as I continue. So get a bit creative with this. And actually, I will also share with you, I do have a a freebie for this. I do have a freebie that's all about maximizing the distribution of your lead magnet. So I will share that with you here as well. All right. Number four and I cannot stress this enough, is don't just show up for the sake of it, add value. Now, that can be quite a loose word. How do I add value? This again comes back to your specific audience and what they value as well as what you offer and the sweet spot between what do you offer that adds value. Now, this can look really different depending on who your audience is and what sphere you're playing in as a business. And I believe that for a brand to have a robust positioning and platform that you don't want to do the same thing over and over again. Like as humans, we want to be entertained, educated, informed, right? So you do want to be mixing it up in terms of when you're putting content out into the world. So it's not vanilla, 
But the one thing that I would say is always consider what is the value? How do I stand out? Why is this the right thing to put into the world? When you do that, you will ensure that you have quality that you're proud of that is going to garner higher engagement. And that's what this is all about. It's putting that value out into the world that naturally leads to more and more people sharing what you're doing, engaging with what you're doing, and ultimately the effect of that is going to be a growth in your audience. Now, if you're somebody who believes that consistency is critical and quite often you're posting for the sake of it, I will agree with you that consistency is important, but not if you're just throwing wallpaper out into the world. Seriously, you're better to post less frequently and give more of your heart and soul, more consideration to the value proposition. Think about you as a human. Like, why would you engage with this piece of content? What are you getting from it? Because quite often your specific audience is you before you had the transformation or you when you were younger. So you have a lot of insight around your audience. Am I right? Think about this. Do the work to be exceptional. You want to be exceptional. Exceptional creates growth in audience. Number five is collaboration. Because yes, you're right, it is getting more and more challenging to rapidly grow your audience when it is such a busy world and there is so many incredible humans out there that are doing sim- not, not just similar work to you, but um, they are in the business of attention. It is an attention economy, right? And so even if you're not thinking about direct competitors, we are competing for attention. And so when you think about it from that perspective, one of the most powerful things you can do is start to work with other people that have similar audiences to you but that don't compete in terms of selling a competitive product to you because together you can almost borrow each other's audiences and start to cross-pollinate in a really beautiful way that makes sense for both of you. So what do I mean by collaboration? So collaborations, it is as simple as sharing each other's posts at the very shallow end and then we get deeper. So uh, going onto podcasts and being interviewed. Creating joint competitions, you'll see these on Instagram a lot where it's about collaborating to bring together a prize pool and inviting the audience to take an action that tends to be, uh, for instance, tagging both of you and adding um, like-minded friends to the follow chain and creating an entry pool where at the same time you're both growing your audience. Another thing in this space is media attention, like actually pitching yourself to the media. One of my awesome clients, Catherine Elliott, um, has been doing this beautifully of late. She is a alcohol mindfulness coach and also a breast cancer survivor. She directly got in touch with a giant Australian newspaper uh, with a journalist that had been interviewing somebody on the topic of binge drinking 
And she got a yes. So she's been interviewed and photographed to be in this major paper because she took the action that is finding a relevant journalist who was open to having a conversation and that kind of publicity is massive for growing your audience and doing it in a way that you're also building a lot of authority and credibility at the same time. So I do want you thinking about how can I work with others from a collaboration perspective or with the media to grow my audience because it is like a leapfrog strategy for you that gets you out of playing in the small pool that you're perceiving yourself to be in and playing a bigger game. And it's a very supportive way to build your network as well. And that is a wonderful thing for everybody involved. Number six, and I've used this word already, is consistency. This is a relationship. When you're growing an audience, be community-minded rather audience rather than audience-minded. You are literally inviting people into your world, into your business, and you're not just connecting, but you're literally asking them to give you their attention. And as I said earlier, it's an attention economy. There are so many distractions. Attention is scarce. And so really think about this and the fact that You want to be this platform that provides all sorts of different types of content that is an exciting place to visit, that is somewhere that they want to go and spend time. And when that happens and you're consistently in there, you're adding value all of the time, there is a natural halo and a magnetism to what you're putting out into the world. And from a magnetism perspective, you're going to find that not only does your audience grow, but so does the demand for what you're putting out into the world. And trust me, if you're interested in digital products, even for your one-on-one work, you need to have a much larger audience than the number of people that you're hoping to convert because it is a huge world out there and people have their own lives going on, they have conflicting pressures and statistically, For you to attract in a paying client or student into a course or a contract or for a consultancy project, you need to be communicating to many, 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 many more so that you have a scalable platform. And so I want you to be thinking about this well in advance of releasing a digital product well in advance. And that's specifically what Digital Product Academy does as well. It teaches you to get those fundamentals right around who you're targeting, what you're targeting them with, and the method that you have for solving their problems or meeting their desires. But more than that, it takes you into how do you create the kind of content that grows demand. And you can grow demand well before you have something to sell. Now, one of the best ways, I believe, to grow demand when you're bringing something new into the market is a freebie. So we're back to lead magnetism again or a lead magnet. Uh, So many different words for that, by the way. A lead generation strategy is one I use a lot. But coming up with a freebie that's very aligned to the paid offer that you're ultimately going to bring into market and getting that out there, maximising the distribution of that freebie will make sure that you're connected to the right people, 
that they find your work valuable and that they have an appetite for the specific offer that you're bringing to market. So there you go, six strategies or important steps to audience growth. The first one was specificity around your who. Who do you want in your audience? Who you actually want to work with, more to the point. The second one is understanding the platforms that you're going to be using to uh, scale your audience and also appreciating that on social media you're very much renting that space. So number three is about moving those people to your email list and the greatest way that I know to do this is through creating a really valuable freebie, otherwise known as a lead magnet or a lead generation strategy and maximising the distribution of that both through organic strategies and potentially paid ads if you have the budget for that. The fourth one is being valuable and exceptional in the way that you show up. The fifth one is collaborating and looking for media opportunities as a way of expanding your, not your, just your audience, but your authority as well. And number six, which is something that I talk about a lot, is consistency and really thinking about your presence as a platform. You are the platform. You are the platform, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me. I will leave the sign up now for Digital Product Academy, of course, in the show notes this week. I'm so excited to get started with the new cohort. It's already a few people that have said yes, 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 which I am so thrilled at the caliber of people on the inside already. Mind-blowing, actually. And we start on the 1st of April, 2022. So if you're listening to this in real time, you've likely got a few days left and the opportunity to say, yes, I would love to work with you. I will absolutely, um, I absolutely trust and believe that you will grow your audience through this process and not just any old, old audience, but the right, the right audience that has a desire for what you're bringing to market. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll be back with you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lit Up and Liberated Entrepreneur podcast. I truly appreciate you being here. And if you appreciate me, why not jump on into iTunes and leave me a review? Five star would be nice. Share it on social media. I can't wait to get to know you. Jump into my DM on the gram anytime at Mayer underscore. Other than that, there's a boatload of info in the show notes. I can't wait to be back in your ears soon. Bye for now.